What I want to do this morning is I, I want to read over a part of the Christmas story that we've read from the stage, but I haven't talked about from the pulpit this season. It's the actual birth of our Savior. Jenny read it last night if you were at our Christmas Eve service. All this time, we've been talking about the Messiah is coming. Today, the Messiah has come. So if you haven't done so, will you turn to Luke chapter 2? We just follow along with me as I read. You can either read from your Bible or you can read on the screen. Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor in Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. I just simply want to share with you three things, three observations about the Messiah's birth from our text, Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. Number one, and this is in your notes, the Messiah was born amongst the busy. The Messiah was born amongst the busy. We're told that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus in this year. Now, this, this decree was the first time that Palestine was included in the Roman census. Previous years to this, Palestine had been excluded because the census' primary purpose was to register young men who could serve in the Roman army. It was their version of selective service. And the Jews were prohibited from serving in the Roman army, so prior to this, they had not been registered. But that changed this year. This was a new census, and it was meant to number the nations by family and tribe. And it was probably also meant to evaluate taxation. Jesus was born during a time of governmental policy changes. Sound like fun? No. Actually, it was very disruptive to people's lives. It created a lot of busyness. There was travel. You had to travel to your home of origin where you were born. So you can imagine the traveling that was going on during this time all over Palestine. And so this tells us that Joseph, as he was traveling to Bethlehem, had been born at Bethlehem, though he currently lived in Nazareth. And if you don't know the difference between the two, Nazareth is in the northern part of Israel. It's in the region of Galilee. And that's where Jesus grew up and spent most of his ministry. They traveled south to Bethlehem, which is a distance of about 90 miles. So you and I today by car, hour and a half, two hours. By donkey, four days, five days, if travel is good. So you can imagine what's going on. Also, during this time, people often traveled in caravans. They traveled in large groups. Sometimes whole families would go together or large groups would travel together. And it's possible that Joseph and Mary traveled with a caravan. I know that most of the movies that we watch on TV, you see, you see Joseph leading Mary on a donkey. It could have been like that. Or it could have been in a caravan. 
the scripture doesn't tell us. But you can picture this in your mind. Caravans, travel, probably a lot of grumpiness. It was busy. Jesus was born amongst the busy. And you know what? It's no different today. The first Christmas was busy, and Christmas has been busy ever since. It just is. It's busy with the preparations. It's busy with the shopping. It's busy with everything that we have going on. And there's nothing wrong with the busy, except that it can be stressful. But what can happen is what happened in Luke chapter 2. Jesus just slipped into the earth, virtually unnoticed in all the busy. And so my challenge to you this morning is don't let him just pass you by. Don't let him go unnoticed. As you go from here, as you go to your festivities, whatever you've got plans, don't let the busyness cause you to forget the reason why we celebrate. Jesus was born amongst the busy, but he doesn't have to be forgotten. That's number one. Number two, the Messiah was born according to prophecy. The Messiah was born according to prophecy. All over the Old Testament, it prophesies about the coming Messiah. We're told in our passage here, in verse chapter 4, that Joseph went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Now, that is very significant because Bethlehem was the place where David was anointed king. It's also significant because Bethlehem is prophesied in Micah 5.2, which reads like this, But you, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me, one who is to be a ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. So all the way back, 400 years before this happened, the prophet Micah prophesied that Jesus would come from Bethlehem. And this prophecy was well known, by the way. The Jews knew all about it. In fact, when Magi came to Herod asking where was the new king to be, Herod didn't know. He called the scribes. And the scribes came to him and they told him in Bethlehem. They knew. The Jews did not, didn't, the Jews knew that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. Now, it's interesting. Think about this. Caesar was mandating a census to survey his kingdom. But really, God was working behind the scenes. We saw that all through our Esther series, how the providence of God was always working behind the scenes, even when man was doing his own thing. God was working through this census to fulfill prophecy to bring Joseph and Mary to Bethlehem so that Jesus would be born where the Old Testament said he would be born. Why is that significant? Because God had promised that the Messiah would come. He promised that the Messiah would come from Bethlehem. So God's promises are always true. God's promises are always trustworthy. God's promises are always something we can truly stand on. And in a world where trust is hard to come by, and even the trustworthy people often fail us, 
God is always faithful. God is always trustable, if that's a word. Put your trust in God. I want to ask you a question. In what area of your life are you struggling to trust God? What area of your life do you struggle to trust that God is going to be faithful? Let me encourage you. Give that over to him. So Jesus was born amongst the busy. He was born according to prophecy. And lastly, the Messiah was born in humility. The Messiah was born in humility. We touched on this last night in our Christmas Eve service. While Joseph and Mary were in Bethlehem, Mary gives birth to the Lord, and she wraps him in swaddling cloths, and she lays him in a manger. Why? The text tells us why. Because there was no room for them in the inn. And that the use of that singular noun, in, instead of inns, lets us know something about Bethlehem. It had one inn. One inn, which honestly is not all that surprising because Bethlehem, was to- we're told, was a small town. And likely, with all the traveling and all the moving around as people are trying to get where they need to go, the inn probably filled up rather quickly. And so everyone else just kind of lodged wherever they could. Now, I want you to notice something. Nowhere in that passage is the word stable. It's not there. So where did they stay? Well, the scripture doesn't specifically tell us, but because Mary used a manger to lay Jesus in, that's very suggestive that they were in a place with livestock or where livestock were normally kept. We know from history that livestock at this time were often sheltered in caves. So it's quite possible that our Lord was born in a cave. Regardless, though, of where he was born, We know it was not ideal. He was born in humility. He was born low. The Savior of the world, think about it, the King of the universe, the God in Genesis 1 who spoke and everything that we can see, hear, touch, taste, came into existence, chose to be born in humility, chose to be laid in a manger. God incarnate took on human flesh. And as we talked about last night, that was the greatest act of humility, taking on human flesh. But to the degree he took it was down to where he was laid in a manger, not in a palace. And that should shock us. Because while Caesar was overseeing the greatness of his kingdom, again, God just slipped in humbly and was laid in a manger. What does that do for us? Well, if the great God of the universe can allow himself to be born in such a humble way, that should humble us. Honestly, what do we deserve? Jesus was born in a way he did not deserve in order to grant you and I what we don't deserve. He came in our place so that we could live forever with him. He took on our sin, so we could be blameless. His birth marked the beginning of the end of sin and death. 
let that influence you. Let his humility influence you. And let me ask a convicting question. How does our daily attitude and behavior fail to reflect the humility of Christ? Ouch. If God was willing to be humble on our account, how much more should we behave in humility toward one another? Jesus was born amongst the busy. He was born according to prophecy, and he was born in humility. Let the circumstances around your Savior's birth influence you with the truth of the gospel. Though we were too busy for him, he was not too busy for us. Let us not forget this. The gospel is this. We were wretched, but we are loved. We were hopeless, but we are treasured. We were lost, but we are found. Pray with me. Jesus, humble, exalted, glorious king, thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you that though we were too busy for you, you were not too busy for us. Thank you for your incredible wisdom that was able to orchestrate the events of man to accomplish your plan. Thank you that through your humility, we who were unrighteous have been made righteous. We praise you, Lord Jesus. We celebrate your birth today. We say all this in the great and awesome name of Jesus. Amen.